You are listening to the Staffing Tech Podcast Series. In this series, staffing executives offer valuable insights for leaders across the industry to learn from. The ultimate goal of the podcast is to elevate the discussion of staffing technology, provide actionable insights to decision makers, help listeners learn from the experience, successes, and sometimes failures of leaders who have innovated and are moving the space forward and enhance the future state of the staffing industry. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. If technology kind of exists along a, a spectrum, some portion of it's additive, some portion of it is uh, potentially disruptive. And so I'm curious, as you're kind of evaluating the landscape, you've got to keep abreast of potential competitive threats kind of coming into the industry. And, you know, I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on what are the the largest kind of competitive threats to either the the, the staffing industry as a whole, or maybe some of the, the work that you guys are doing specifically? You know, is there anything keeping you up at night? Yeah, I mean, what, what's keeping me up at night is is how to take care of our people at Medics. That's what's keeping me sure. up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, with this global pandemic going on, there's you know, there's so much to be to be said around taking care of, making sure you're taking care of your people and showing up for your your customers and your talent. So, you know, that's what's keeping me up at night from a technology perspective. I think that. I get impressed about, I mean, I get impressed with different things that are out there. Obviously there's companies like Fiverr that are out there that are doing, you know, really cool things. And if you look at, you know, Fiverr's market cap compared to like some traditional businesses, you know, right. are, you really can see the scale of, and the amount of money that's going into an organization like that. So what types yeah. of things? Well, could you ever see, I mean, one question, because I mean, like, could you ever see the Fiverr model working like in a healthcare setting, you know? A nurse manager ever kind of purchase a, a healthcare worker in, 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 in a similar fashion? I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> say no to anything, you know? Yeah, um, I'm sure. at Fiverr and, and, you know, Harvard, any of those companies that are out there doing disruptive things today, what they're doing today isn't what they're going to be doing tomorrow. I mean, there's a basic understanding, but, but just, just, the, just kind of the old adage around when you develop software or do something, you start out in one area, right? In one vertical, and you want to be good kind of around one thing, and then you start to expand. So, what LinkedIn's doing today is different than what LinkedIn did five years ago. Yeah, right. You know, you look at companies like Monster and Career Builder and the impact they had, you know, I'll, I'll call it a decade ago, you know, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was, and then where they are today, it's a different kind of landscape and, and different types of organizations that are having an impact. Up, what Upwork's doing today is, you know, really interesting. But the thing I think about also is, is what type of, you know, governmental and a regulatory things that are going to happen over the course of the next 12 to 24 months. That's yeah. why I don't, get, I don't get overly, it doesn't keep me up at night because I think things are going to be changing and will continue to change. You know, back to what I said before, I think you, you got to be on the, you know, at times you got to be on the heels of innovation. You know, we're a service organization, right? We're in the staffing business. We are service-based. We have to be on the heels of innovation and making sure that we have the right tools to serve our talent and our customers, right? And then there's some of us that are crazy enough to go out there and develop stuff and buy companies to try to enhance and, and, and kind of be at the head of it. More than anything, what keeps me up at night is that we are a little bit entrepreneurial, uh, very entrepreneurial at times. And and I just, I never want to put our company in a situation where we're, where we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit and making sure we're balancing the innovative side of what's happening with what got us here. That balance is very unique, by the way. You know, there's a book out there, what got you here won't get you there. But you, know, you got to be really, really thoughtful around the balance of 
what got you here? And then where are you investing? Where are you placing some chips for the future? Right. That's the eternal, the eternal balancing act. The whole reason we're doing this, this is a, uh, executive podcast series. It's funny. I, I remember, uh, I, I moderated a, a panel with, uh, with John Truong's, the founder and, and CEO of, uh, Aquent. He had had this comment on basically marketplace type businesses that were entering the staffing space and basically like it's a race between whether, whether these marketplace businesses can figure out staffing first or whether staffing can figure out technology first. That was kind of a pretty good point. So I'm curious, actually, you know, kind of related to that, do you, do you expect like, you know, in, in healthcare specifically, you know, broadly in this, these kind of marketplace businesses, you have like the, the upworks and the fibers of the world, you had kind of alluded to some of the, you know, new entrants in, in healthcare specifically, where it's basically an app that, you know, nurses register for and kind of the, the, the whole position is kind of filled via a platform. You know, do you think more staffing companies are going to start taking like a platform approach or, you know, is there a hybrid model that, that happens in the future? Do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, I mean, depending on how far out you want to go, I think that, you know, if we if we say over the next decade, absolutely, there'll be a platform that people will jump on or platforms people will jump on and mm-hmm. there'll be different interactions and people will be able to work together. I think, I think we'll always need some sort of, and I'm talking over the next decade, we'll absolutely need some sort of customer success and customer interaction and talent interaction. There's, we're, we're human, so things happen. So, so that that is that will will continue to happen. But yeah, absolutely. I think there'll be, you know, platforms that people will jump on. But you know, if a company said, "Hey, we're just going to keep doing the old-fashioned way," would they be around a decade from now? Sure. I think that some of those companies could still exist. And you know, if you're really great at servicing the customer and 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 focused on on taking care of people, I think that you could still build a really great business. Although technology is just back to what I said before. Even in, in the time, twelve months of this pandemic a lot of habits have been created changed yep. by, by folks by folks that w- would probably have not would have not leaned into ordering doordash as much or, or or different types of you know i would have never thought that i'd be a person that would you know say hey you know i need some groceries and here you go you're you're done in 15 minutes now you're on to the next thing so I, I would say platform a platform within your organization that complements who you are as a service-based company will be where we're where we're going for sure. There's that saying that the pandemic was, you know, basically everybody's uh, digital transformation manager. David, I don't. I back to what I said before. I don't think it's like transformational. I think it's at some level, it's going to be table stakes. You know, yeah. At some level, it's just like you know, you're going to get a phone call from XYZ company and they're going to say, Hey, we have this platform and plug in and, and here's how your business is going to work. And will you tweak it a little bit to, to give it your flavor maybe, but what's next? What, what's next? That's, that's what I'm, I'm thinking about. What's post that. Interesting. Do you have any thoughts on kind of your reopening plans post pandemic companies around the, around the country basically are, are all trying to figure out, you know, what's our, our operating model moving forward. Are we a hybrid company. Do we put our stake in the ground and say, you got to, you know, coming to work every day. Do you have any kind of early thoughts there? Yeah, my, my early thoughts are look at your performance today. See how you're performing as an organization. And if, if, if training isn't going well and people aren't producing and performing and you have to figure out a way to create m- more of an in-person situation to, to, to get people ramped up, then I think every company is unique. You know, for us, we think that, you know, sometime this summer, you know, we think that we can start to get people back at a, a limited basis, 
but we're not going to, we're not going to mandate anything. We're really going to, we're going to take a, a team first mentality on this. And our offices are open up to 75% capacity today. If people want to go in and work, they can go in and work. If they want to work remote, they can. We've, we've figured out a really nice model on being able to meet a certain number of times a day to look at requirements and allocation and whatnot. So I think this has put us in a position where we could probably hire more people in different places and, and, you know, grow our teams differently in some capacity and still have offices that, you know, we want to kind of create a situation, David, where work is a place that you want to go, not you have that, not you have to go. Right. And one of our teammates said that to me a while back and I was like, yeah, absolutely. That, that is what we want to do. So I've had some buddies of mine recently that have said things like, oh, enough of this. We're going to go back this date. You know, I just simply say, like, what, what did your, what does your team think? You have a, you have a hundred, <laughs> hundred teammates. Like, what do they think? They're like, ah, oh, we're going back. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not what we're doing. We're, 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 we've done focus groups and we've talked to our team and said, what are you looking for? What do you think? What should we do? And we're not going to, you know, again, when you do that stuff, you don't necessarily get a chance to please everybody, but right. at least they sit down and say, here's the data. Here's what everybody said. Here's what we're thinking. These are the decisions we're going to make. And by the way, the decisions we're going to make is Memorial Day to Labor Day. We're not going to say, hey, this is what we're doing. We're going back, whatever. We're going to take a three-month snapshot. We're going to make a decision. Three months, we're going to assess. You can't make any definitive moves today. You know, right when we think that, you know, things are moving good direction, Johnson & Johnson, you know, gets pulled off the shelf and, you know, Fauci's getting yelled at again. And so it's like, who knows what? Who knows what's going on? You know, we just need, I think what all companies need to, to, to take a step back and consider that things could change again. You know, try to look, a, look at things in a 90-day window and do the best thing for your teammates for the next 90 days and just slowly assess along the way. That's clever. One of the interesting things just about the whole, you know, kind of going back or going fully remote, there's, uh, I think before the pandemic, the, uh, the, the stereotype was that everybody wanted to to work from home and there's a not insubstantial, you know, portion of the workforce that actually prefers to be in the office that prefers to, to be working with coworkers. And so I think to your point, you know, how you, how you set it up to, you might not be able to, to please anyone with whatever decision you do. And so it's an interesting approach you're taking. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Any final thoughts you want to leave for, for, for your peers in the industry? I'll give you, this is the, uh, you know, this is, or, you know, maybe a sales pitch you want to make about, about medics, whatever you'd like, any kind of final parting, words of wisdom, anecdotes, maybe funny stories, whatever you'd like. <laughs> no, I'm, honestly, we're just super proud of our industry. There's so many companies out there that are, that are really working hard to impact, positively impact lives, our, our core purpose that we talk about every day. I mean, there's so many companies out there that are being thoughtful around getting people back to work, getting creative around how they're doing stuff. And I think that our industry, a lot of times, you know, people you know, we, we, you know, fight in Washington to get certain things done. And I hope coming out of this, you know, the Biden administration and so many, you know, people in government look at how we showed up as an industry during COVID and how we were able to support and, and how essential what we do as a, as a business vertical is, is so important, not only to the economy, to the job markets and, and, and around creating opportunity, getting creative. Um, and whatnot. So if I said anything to our, our, our peers, I would just say congratulations on, on truly making an impact. That is excellent. Well, thank you, Andrew, for, for sharing your thoughts. Congratulations on 
Medix's success and your team's success. Thank you for 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 sharing. You know what's worked, what hasn't inside of uh, of your company. Congrats to you and the team for for you know coming out of the the pandemic a stronger business. Thanks, David. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the fourth episode of the Executives Talking Tech podcast series. We hope you enjoyed this podcast series and discovered valuable insights that you can leverage to elevate your state of the art in recruitment. 